Funeral home directors, what is the weirdest thing families have ever done at a funeral wake? Weirdest thing a funeral home director has done for me. My father's funeral had to be on my birthday so the funeral home actually made me a birthday cake. It was a very kind gesture but I was so grief stricken that for like a week afterward I genuinely thought it was something they did for everyone. Your loved one died, you get a cake. I'm a funeral director and to piggyback off this idea, we once had calling hours for someone on their actual birthday. The family had a cake, complete with singing happy birthday to the dearly departed before the wake started. It would have been better if the person got up and blew out the candles. A man can dream I guess. I do pet cremations and sometimes we do witnessed cremations where the family can be present for everything or sit in a conference room and watch TV while we take care of their pet. It becomes a memorial for their pet and it's usually very sad but very sweet as they say goodbye. Once we sat and waited until the pizza that the dog's owners had ordered arrived and they placed it into the casket that we used to cremate the dog because he always liked to eat pizza. I had a guy take off his shirt and put it in the casket because his dog liked to sleep on his clothes so the guy left half naked. A family brought their two still living dogs in and picked them up to smell their deceased brother and so the dogs could say goodbye. Not a funeral director but my family had a whatsom may call weird funeral for my dad. So here is the story about my dad's going away party. My dad had always said when he died, he didn't want everyone standing around and being sad and instead he wanted a party. My dad died unexpectedly and we threw him a heck of funeral. Except we didn't call it a funeral instead we called it a going away party. It was held on a Sunday in my parents backyard on a warm December day. There was a keg of his favorite beer and three huge bottles of his favorite bourbon. Everyone had to wear jeans and a t-shirt because my dad hated dressing up. If someone wore a collared shirt, they were given one of my dad's t-shirts to wear. Everyone drank and told stories about my dad. At one point, we had almost 100 people in backyard with a drink in their hand to toast my dad. The going away party also featured a huge bonfire and fireworks. Yes, people still tell me it was the best funeral they ever went to. That is a truly amazing story. That's what I've always wanted when I go out. A big party. Don't everyone have a somber day? Celebrate yourselves and the times we've had. Your father must have been a one of a kind man. The t-shirt and jeans thing is especially wonderful. I am a funeral director. Weirdest involved lawyers and lawsuits and multiple restraining orders. Had a service for a young man who died from a reaction to synthetic marijuana. Basically it triggered a seizure. He threw up. Fell face down. Suffocated. Parents come in, and they aren't typical grief-stricken adults who lost a child. Rather this is a perfect time to argue, and fight with each other, loudly. The director handling arrangements is quickly overwhelmed, instructs them to calm down. They refuse. They start screaming. She threatens to stab him. He says he'll shoot her. Director runs away, calls the police. Police show up, remind these two that they aren't allowed within several hundred feet of each other. Court ordered separation. They argue with the officer, end up arrested, and off they go. And they don't come back. We're stuck now. We have remains. Nothing we can do about it. We call a lawyer and a private investigator to track down the next closest thing this kid has to a relative. Finally get a hold of a grandparent and once the body has passed into legally being abandoned we contact them. They apologize to us for the situation. Authorize a simple burial. 
and we do all the funeral disposition portions at no charge just to get away from our predicament. The grandparents own cemetery property, so they allow him on the family plot. Months go by, almost a year. Apparently the parents of this child get out. We don't see them but the grandparents warn us. It is important to note that our funeral home also runs a couple cemeteries. At night the phone lines for the cemeteries get forwarded to the director on call. It's 2.30am. I get a call from a sheriff's deputy. The parents were fighting in the cemetery. The sheriff is pretty sure the mom grabbed a shepherd's hook. Iron post meant to hold a flower basket and stabbed the dad. He's covered in blood but it's not serious and he won't talk to us. The deputy says, I'm going to cite them for trespass and dump them downtown, but I need you to sign. I go to the cemetery where their kid is buried. Nobody is there. I call him back. Maybe he'd already left. No, he's at his gardens. Where am I? He wants to get going, etc. Their son is buried at ABC Gardens. The line is quiet. You're telling me these two stupid Mithafrikas don't even know where their goddamned kid is buried? Yes it. They'd apparently gone to a cemetery, found a grave with a headstone with a relatively similar name to their son's, and proceeded to trash the site and fight. Never noticing the grave there was for a 90 plus year old, not their junior high school age kid. No wonder that kid wanted to get high. I need some frickin' tar to deal with parents like that. Not a director, but a good buddy of mine passed from cancer, and at the wake, apparently he specifically requested that someone fill a condom with as much spaghetti as they could. He was a pretty quirky guy. A wife made me close the casket while the mother was paying her respects. Not fun. Not a director but once saw someone pour a little water on the corpse's face saying so he's crying with us. That's freaking weird. Funeral director here. Daughter punched the deceased. Father, to the point her hand broke. I've seen a bunch of fights break out. Cops get called. Family's members taken out. Not a funeral director, but after my mom was cremated and put in her velvet bag, I nudged my brother and said, that's mom he said. Yeah I said, wow, she's lost weight. My aunt was mad as heck. My mom would have laughed her butt off. My aunt liver streamed my grandfather's funeral on Facebook a few days ago. Her intentions were good, as it was for myself and the rest of the grandchildren that couldn't make it. But something felt weird about it. She didn't even tell us ahead of time so I just randomly got a notification saying she was live from the funeral. I understand everyone grieves in their own way, but that's a bit strange. At the same time, I have yet to see any good or happy stories come out of Facebook live feeds. Not a director, but my uncle is and I was helping with the funeral. The church that the funeral was at only had on street parking. Halfway through reading the eulogy, a parking enforcement officer walks in and walked up to the stage. They took the mic as the speaker was finishing and told everyone they had to move their vehicles or they would be ticketed and towed. My granddad had a cool funeral. He was a huge queen. Freddie Mercury. Fans of the hearse drivers played the greatest hits album in the hearse all the way to the crematorium, really loudly with the windows open. They were smiling and laughing all the way. They told us they'd had great Craig singing along. As the coffin went down at the end of the service we played another one bites the dust. Lots of laughter as people left. We all went back to the pub. Everyone had a Bacardi and lemonade as their first drink which was my granddad's tipple. Then back to my parents for one heck of a party. Dancing the night away to Freddy. 
my step grandpa told me about a time a family member died and they stood him up in the corner with a hat on, while everyone danced. That is what he wanted though, and everyone had fun with it. At the short graveside service for my mother, had a regular funeral earlier, the intent was that kids, grandkids, etc. would each place a rose on her casket, then the casket would be lowered into the ground. The rose part went as planned, but the casket got stuck part way down. Pretty soon there's one guy with a large board, cranking away at the end of the casket, while another fellow was jumping up and down on the top of it, with the family members cheering them on. My wife yelled she just wanted one more guy to jump on her before she went. When they finally got it down into the hole, we gave the gravediggers a standing ovation. It was like something from a Mel Brooks movie. My mom had a good sense of humor, and would have found this abandonment of social standards quite amusing. Not quite that bad, but a similar thing happened at my grandmother's funeral. They lowered the casket down on those straps that look like what trucks use to tie down loads. When the grounds crew tried to shimmy the straps out from under the coffin, one got stuck. There we are, standing around the grave with the grounds crew pulling on the straps. When my dad goes ma, just let go. I've seen a lady pull their stillborn baby out of a coffin. Hold them for 10 minutes then have to be blocked so they didn't run away. What I also find weird are people that bring in a band and have a big song and dance. A full on interpretive dance in front of the coffin. So many people like to show off their family at funerals. And I am usually weirded out by just how many families are messed up and how many cobwebs get opened up during the grief process. Not a funeral director, but at a funeral I attended the 21 gun salute was with live ammo, and two of the birds released for the ceremony were shot dead. They did one of those at our church for a member who retired from the navy. Unfortunately our church is in a bad part of town and police were called. It was the first time the ceremony was performed at our church and the neighborhood thought it was another gang shooting. At my father's celebration of life, my in-laws gave me a check for $50. It's not really out there, but it's pretty weird if you think of cause and effect. $50 is a bit cheap for an assassination. My ex's family were funeral directors. His mom told me a story once about the county attorney, one of the richest men in the little town. His first wife passed of cancer. She had a lot of dental work done prior to the illness and all of it was done with gold. The attorney asked for the gold to be cut out of her teeth so he could sell it at one of those cash for gold places. My ex's dad did the work. He was a combat vet from Vietnam and had seen many terrible things in life but he said he almost quit that day due to the senseless mutilation of this lady's body. All because this already rich man wanted to get richer. Obligatory not a funeral director, but I am hopefully starting mortuary school next semester actually. I had a friend in high school who was lesbian but she had gotten pregnant during an experimental tryst with a man. Unfortunately her pregnancy was not one of the best and she partied and hung out with the wrong crowd a lot, even at 8 months. She was in the passenger seat when someone was drunkenly driving home in a packed car from a party and the car crashed into a canal. Everyone escaped the car and drunkenly walked home failing to call the cops and not realizing that she was still trapped inside. She died by drowning 8 months pregnant trapped in the car and her body wasn't recovered for 3 days. Her funeral was closed casket due to the stage of her body's decomposition. 
Water and 120 degree weather is no bueno for corpses, but for some freaking reason, the unborn fetus was pulled out of her and they had an open casket for it alongside hers. It was very strange to unexpectedly see a tiny casket alongside hers and walk up to it and try to make sense of what I was looking at. It honestly looked like a piece of mangled dried wood and it was pretty flooring that the family would want that. Either way I understand families grieve differently but what truly annoyed me was everyone's morbid curiosity about the fetus. A very large amount of people paid their respects to the fetus and completely forgot to pay their respects to our friend because her casket was closed. There was also the subjects of her whole extended family, like 15 cousins, just talking and laughing non-stop during the service, some of her friends making out in the seats and feeling each other up, and notoriously the baby daddy and her lesbian lover arguing on the phone. The funeral service was a complete circus due to being comprised of mainly 14-17 year olds. I felt terribly bad for the adult family. Me and my family are all white and very southern. At my grandmother's funeral, my uncle, her son, showed up in a cowboy hat, boots, and a belt with the words N baby stamped into the leather. I don't even understand what the heck it means, and really can't comprehend how he thought that was an appropriate belt to wear to his mother's funeral. Not a director, however. My co-worker's aunt passed away and he chose me out of everyone in the office to attend the funeral. Everyone went around just kind of stating facts. How tall she was, how many acres of beet farm she had. It was weird, but it got worse. After his brother showed up late and parked his car halfway into the gravesite, my co-worker grabbed a shotgun, flung open the casket, and fired two rounds into it. I booked it out of there. I wish I was there. Skipped out. My dad told me that some visiting priests, pretty sure he was not a real one, from some Latin American country, we're Mexican Americans, pulled my distant relative out of her casket by the arm claiming he could raise her from the dead. No one asked this nut to try. Her organs were harvested and blood drained. Even if he could what kind of vessel would he bring her back to? They had to beat him off the corpse. Insert typical not a director but, backstory, when my grandfather was dying in hospice, I would sit at the foot of his bed and rub his feet because he would complain about them being cold. At his viewing, I stood by the foot of his coffin with my grandmother, accepting condolences, thanking people for coming, etc. I went to tuck the blanket at the bottom of the coffin because I had brushed it by accident, felt his cold feet and started rubbing them without thinking. I got a lot of weird looks before my cousin came over and asked what I was doing. Not a director, but when I was a kid, one of my aunts passed due to a pretty gruesome accident. At the wake, one of her sisters enticed a fight with the other sister, which included a full-on fist fight with hair pulling and denture removing to avoid damage. I was ushered into the lobby with the other kids the minute my one aunt took her teeth out. The poor funeral director could just stand there in complete and utter shock while the two duked it out, and all of us kids could see it even though we were in the lobby. I'm Greek and it seems like at all our funerals we have people serving trays with shots of hard liquor. We have a good time. Obligatory not a funeral director. I did not get to witness this, since I had to leave before the final viewing. At my wife's grandmother's funeral, my wife's aunt, who is one of the worst people I've ever met. There is no way she's not severely sociopathic, 
and we all believe she's the reason my wife's grandma went down the drain so quickly. Anyway, I guess at the end, someone started to recite the Lord's Prayer, and my wife's terrible aunt just goes into an insane coughing fit the second they start. It was really bad. They describe it as deep, visceral cough like she inhaled pepper spray. No way it was fake. They keep going with the prayer, and the second they stop, she stops coughing. My wife and her dad look at each other like, WTF, TL, DR, wife's aunt confirmed demon. This is going to sound weird and unbelievable, but I have to recount this tale. They wanted a private moment with the deceased. We allowed it, and all our staff cleared out, alongside the pastor. Within about 5 minutes, we hear retching, and dry heaving, and we knock, and ask if everything's okay. But the retching doesn't stop, so the staff enters the room, and by god, I'll never forget the image of what I saw. They were eating slices of the body, embalmed slices. God knows how toxic it was. The adults were arrested for desecration of a corpse, the children went into foster care. These were some sick bastards. Not a director, but my 9th grade English teacher told us about her dad's wake. Apparently he was a real prankster, so in his will there were to be 4 kegs of beer that people could enjoy that would be taken care by funds he had set aside. Unbeknownst to the guests of the wake, he made sure he only paid for 3 so that the people at the service would have to pick up for the last keg, which was around $200 if I remember. That makes him less of a prankster, more of a bellend. Not a funeral director but assisted some. Two ladies having a screaming match that got bad enough to call the police. 20 minutes later found the widow hotboxing the women's restroom during her late husband's funeral. Had to ask her to leave. Not a funeral director, but I have a story that fits pretty well here. I was at one funeral where the widow got up to thank everyone for coming and talk about her husband and how much she loved him. It started to get awkward when she went into detail about how he died and how she helped prepare the body, shaving his face and cutting his hair. She then went on to say that since many of us in attendance didn't know them when they got married, she would reenact their wedding vows for our benefit. She proceeded to do so, with a friend joining her to speak her dead husband's lines. The cringiest part was when she slipped the wedding ring onto the finger of the corpse and kissed him, not a little peck but a full on wedding day, yikes, I still can't even think about it. Funeral directors attendees of reddit, what is the craziest crap you've seen go down at a funeral, serious. Dude and his brother got in a fist fight over their inheritance at their dad's funeral, dang. Apparently this is more common than I thought, in this case, the younger brother had done a lot to help his dad with medical issues in his last few months while the older one had apparently barely contacted his father to see how he was doing. The dad asked his wife to give the younger brother some of his inheritance right away, while older bro had to wait for his stepmom to pass away. Obviously older bro wasn't happy, despite stepmom explaining that it was their way of repaying the brother for putting so much time into being his dad's caretaker. That almost happened with my mom and her brother at their parents' funerals. The inheritance was all he cared about. When I was a lot younger, around 10, my great aunt died and I went to her funeral. As somber as funerals are, after a while kids will be kids and my cousins and I started wandering around the funeral home bored out of our skulls. We happened across a body in a different room in an open casket, but there was no one in there. No signs, no flowers, 
I'm surprised the lights were even on in there. It was freaky and one of the saddest things I've ever seen and it sobered us up at once. My older cousin asked the director what was happening since it looked like that room was storing her like she was a prop or something. We found out that she died and some distant relative had paid for the wake out of a sense of obligation since she had no other surviving family. Not one person went into her wake besides my cousins and I. I can't imagine what sort of life she had for things to end up like that. It moved my oldest cousin to tears and she took some of my great aunt's flowers and brought them to the other room so it looked less barren. I was an altar boy growing up and I once served at a funeral for an elderly man and the only person who showed up was his wife. There was a flag on his casket to indicate he was a veteran. 2. 11 year old me was really disturbed at the idea that someone could live a full life and have essentially no one come to his funeral. A lonely but rich client of my lawyer friend wanted to have his ashes sprinkled over Sydney Harbour. The lawyer had spent months trying to get official permission, without success. One Friday night, half p after office drinks, a few of them decided to catch the Manny Ferry, say a few solemn words and tip the contents of the urn, that had been sitting in their office for months, into the harbor. The wind caught the ashes and blew them all up over the passengers on the top deck. Attendee but not so crazy as amusing. We're in the church for my great grandmother's funeral. Pastor comes in and starts going off about Madeline this and Madeline that. After several minutes, I had to shift and take a peek at the coffin to make sure we were at the right funeral. Great grandma hated her birth name and always went by her middle name. My grandma did something similar, and at her funeral the guy kept switching between her real name and nickname. My dad died in a motorcycle accident. My aunt, his sister, showed up high with a tooth. She had gone to the crash site and dug around for 2 hours and found one of my dad's teeth, proceeding to show it to many people at his funeral. My little cousin spit her gum out on the corpse and her mom proceeded to laugh, then smacked her on the back of the head. Very godfather of her. Uncle was a defense attorney in South Texas. His funeral was a small service with mostly family and a few friends. However, as everyone was leaving a large group of bikers were waiting in the parking lot. Turns out he had been a part of the group for some time in his younger years and they had come to pay respect. They shook his wife's hand, gave their condolences, and drove off as a group. He was a pretty laid back goofy guy, great with kids, so it was mostly crazy to just find out about that part of his life. I also was always impressed that they came to show support but without interrupting a very personal ceremony, showed a lot of character. The father of a relative that married into my family passed. My father attended the funeral out of respect for our relative, because the man was an absolute awful person. He was abusive to his wife, controlling of his children. He crippled the people in his family, seriously stunted their development, and he was a business owner known to be shady, difficult to deal with, and he burned bridges in city after city for years. He managed to bully his way into some power position at the church, which he managed to have divided and shuttered. He died estranged from family. At the funeral, many more people were there than my dad would have expected. The eulogy was very brief, factual. Then the pastor got up to speak, and he spoke about how the end of things sometimes could be healing. He told a story about how he'd had an unpleasant business deal with the man, how the church had been hurt, and how it had left him bitter for a long time, and that he'd had to pray for forgiveness when he felt relieved when the man had died. As much love as they'd shown for the man, 
he knew there was pain there, too. He told them all it was okay to feel their feelings, to release their hurt. My dad said that finally people began to cry, and they were getting up and hugging each other while music played. There was no viewing line, even though there was an open casket. People just sort of left, looking relieved. My dad thought it was a fitting send off. I had an image in my head of a viewing line for the guy but everyone just spits on his body as they walked by. I had a friend that was notorious for one night Craigslist hookups with soldiers from the local army base. When he died, a handful of men in the military, that none of us knew, came to the service. His parents have no idea he was even gay. They only knew he was secretly involved with the military in some capacity. Was working a funeral burial service in Vermont and the next of kin decided to have doves released at the burial site. Yes that's a thing. When they were released, a hawk flew out of nowhere and destroyed one of the doves. My co-worker and I had to usher ourselves to the hearse because we were laughing so hard. I grew up in an apartment above a family owned funeral home. When I was 5 I walked into the middle of a funeral service accidentally in just my whitey tighties and a cowboy hat. They laughed. I laughed. My dad gave me the belt haha good times. This just made my night. Please do this at my funeral. Everyone was late for my grand's funeral. There was a meet up at a pub beforehand and because nobody had seen each other in years we all lost track of time. When I tell this story people are always shocked but it is what she would have wanted. She lived to make people happy. She was buried with a bag of weed and everyone had to agree they wouldn't dig her up to get to the weed if they were desperate. Again, in my family circle this is very normal and funny but to others, maybe not. Afterwards everyone came back to my mum's house. One of my grand's lifelong friends, and village nutcase, got too drunk and started threatening people who didn't cry at the funeral with a smashed bottle. My mum told him to leave, then he just gave everyone at the house a hug, arranged to have drinks with people, said god bless and left. I was 8 years old and this was the norm. I love my family. Sounds like Irish non-practicing Catholics. My sister and I were seated together in the front row at our father's funeral. It was open casket. So my uncle Al gets up to say a few words about my dad. Uncle Al is kind of a character. Teller of tall tales and loves to hear himself talk. He's up there ambling away some tall tale loudly to the congregation as I lean over to my sister and whisper to her. Watch. Dad's gonna reach up out of the casket with his hand behind Uncle Al and close the lid. Well my sister starts giggling which makes me giggle. So here is my sister and me now trying like heck to suppress our laughing. The more we try, the funnier it becomes and we are now wrestling to try to depress our laughter from the other funeral guests. I look around me. My aunt is staring daggers at my sister and me. A look filled with dang action and disgust. He beady old eyes burning into the backs of our heads. Composure eventually equals and ensued. But we swear dad would have done it had he could. The frick. It's your dad. You're allowed to laugh and think of the good times. How could they just not understand people grieve in different ways? I was at a funeral for a work colleague and her three brothers got into a fist fight during the eulogy. Apparently they all hated each other but loved her and they all blamed the others for her death. It was both hilarious and horrible at the same time. The food afterwards was top freaking notch though. The rabbi giving the eulogy claimed he knew my grandfather really well and often had conversations with him on his deathbed. 1. He mispronounced his first and last name every time he said it. 2. My grandfather spoke almost no English, 
the rabbi's only language besides prayer Hebrew. I guess compared to a child falling out of a casket during a fight, this isn't crazy, but I found it dishonest and disrespectful as heck. My neighbor worked at a funeral home. Part of her job was selling the coffins. One of her customers had inquired about the cushioning inside, and she informed her of the material. The customer was concerned about this and when my neighbor asked why, she said that she was allergic to it. My brother is a Protestant non-denominational minister who is the on-call minister for our local funeral home when a family doesn't have a preferred one of their own. He's told me some crazy stories, but the one that comes to mind is when he was called at literally the last minute for a Catholic funeral. Being Protestant he knew absolutely nothing about conducting a Catholic service and was pretty nervous. This was compounded by the fact that the funeral home didn't have time to give him any info on the deceased other than he was male and relatively young. 2030-ish. When my brother arrived for the funeral he met the mother of the deceased and tried to make small talk to maybe get a few more details that might be useful in his message. During his conversation he asked the mother if the deceased had been ill very long, presuming if there had been some accident the funeral director would at least have tipped him off to that. The mother proceeded to tell my brother that her son had actually been in perfect health, but had died from a self-inflicted gunshot during a game of Russian roulette. Sharing this information with my brother seemed to reopen the wounds and the mother left sobbing in hysterics. He went on to bluff his way through the Catholic funeral the best he could, but he said he was never more glad for a funeral to be over with. Right now I'm in seminary in the ordination process of the Wesleyan Church. One of the first pieces of advice that I got from my district superintendent was to get on really good terms with the local funeral home. Grandpa of my so. Had over 10 kids, they're all present. He had gotten cremated, but the kids had decided that they wanted to enter the urn someplace meaningful, I forget where. So, they all drive there, and then the men proceed to argue as to how to dig a hole, where it should go, how deep, who gets first dibs at digging etc. They finally get it done, they all took turns digging, by the time that they are done, under the harsh midday sun. They are all drenched in sweat in their formal wear. Then one brother decides that it is his job to lower the urn as far down the hole as possible, as just dropping it in seemed too undignified. However, he lowered it too far, because he fell head first in the hole. Only his legs and lower body are sticking up and he can't get out. The other brothers grab his legs to hoist him up. Meanwhile, the sisters are laughing their heads off. My friend committed suicide by shooting himself in the head in the motorcycle gang he hung out with shotguns at his grave. My cousin's baby died in utero 9 months into the pregnancy. At the funeral in grief he accidentally knocked over dropped the baby casket 4 feet above the ground. It was not pretty at all. I can still remember the gasps. My dad is a funeral director. Our family owns a funeral home. He is the kindest, most professional man ever. Old ladies adore him. He looks a little bit like Tom Selleck's Urca Magnum Pie. So seeing a huge burly sobbing man who had just lost his son to a tragic automobile accident attack my father screaming he isn't dead, he is asleep was a bit upsetting. This man cleared three rows of chairs and launched himself at my father. Luckily dad is also a retired bodybuilder. So he was able to hold his own without hurting the morning attacker and still remain understanding and professional. He had done such an amazing job with the embalming that the father of the deceased man snapped and was convinced and insulted that my father put his sleeping son in a casket. 
Grief manifests in the craziest way sometimes. Also, gypsy funerals, they steal lamps. And old ladies, they steal rolls of toilet paper. My hat's off to your dad for keeping his cool. Not at a funeral, but I used to work at a store that sold funeral things, like headstones, flowers, caskets, etc. A couple came into the showroom and wanted to look around. Everything was going fine, until they found a casket they liked. They wanted to know if it could be wired for a TV and radio. They wanted to know if we could repaint parts of it. They also wanted to know if we could make it bigger, as they didn't think they both could fit in the standard size. I of course, had no idea, but offered to go find out. They said never mind, and that this one would probably fit the both of them. Then they asked if they could get inside to try it out. I politely told them no and excused myself to get a manager, who promptly removed them from the store. It sounds like they wanted to make a bed out of the coffin. One time, a man ran into the funeral and told everyone how they are going to heck. He got thrown out and the power went out roughly 5 minutes later. Turns out he climbed the telephone pole out back and was swinging on the wires. He got electrocuted, fell 40 feet and lived. Funeral director screwed up and my father-in-law was cremated before the family's wishes. She then covered her tracks and manipulated a document to coincide with her story. At my grandfather's funeral, the preacher tried his best to make him out to sound like an okay guy, and it was just cringy because everyone knew he was an awful human being who beat the heck out of his wife and kids. The only reason any of the children or grandchildren went was to support his wife, as she stayed by his side even though he was a really evil human being. On a better note, I have a cousin whose husband passed in his 40s from cancer. Obviously this is awful, but he was a great guy, and at the reception after the funeral, there was tons of food, alcohol, and karaoke. Apparently he wanted people to remember that he was a fun and down-to-earth guy who wouldn't want people to be sad. Two very different funeral experiences, and they both underscored one thing. Regardless of what you do, good people will be remembered for being good, and bad people will be remembered for being bad. My sister's boyfriend killed himself. My sister and I look very alike. At the funeral a woman came up to me, mistaking me for her, and grasped my hands and both of hers. I'm so sorry for your loss your father looks like Dr. House she said, in one breath. Later at the ash scattering she threw a bunch of ashes and 10 minutes later was eating a panini in the cafe and she never washed her hands in between. When my grandmother died my cousin, who is a prostitute in Montreal and estranged from the family, showed up drunk and or high to the funeral. She was wearing a see-through black top with a pink lace bra underneath and a very short black skirt. She spent the entire time before the service begging people for money. Oh hi Aunt Ruth. Haven't seen you since I was a kid. Listen, I'm real short this month and could use a few hundred dollars. Grandma Wilder wanted you to help me. People tried to ignore her and a few suggested that she leave but she refused. During the service as the priest was talking and everyone is trying to listen she can be heard whispering near the back of the room still trying to get money off of people. Eventually, my Uncle Jack got up from the front, walked back to her, said you are a freaking embarrassment, took her by the back of the neck and arm and force marched her out of the funeral home. A few other people went outside too. I was young and stayed in for the rest of the service and have never seen her again. I remember what Jack said vividly because it was one of the only times at that point in my life that I'd heard an adult swear. 
A few years later I heard the rest of the story. Once outside my cousin accused everyone who had gone outside with her of violating her and claimed that she was calling the police. They said go ahead so she called and about 10 minutes later a cruiser showed up. She had warrants in Montreal and Vancouver so she was arrested and taken away. I've never seen her since and I don't even know if she's alive or dead. Probably late to the party. My second or third cousin died when I was 10 or so. He was a product of the 60s. Charlie was his name. Good time Charlie. Has got the blues. Was played at his funeral. His partying buddies did lines of sea off his casket. And my family wonders why I rarely hang out with them. That's pretty freaking bad but. Not directly related to a funeral but. My mom told me about a guy in our town who was a mortician in the 80s. His son died of AIDS and no one would embalm him for fear of catching it. So he had to embalm his own son for the funeral. My aunt, uncle, and cousins tailgated at grandpa's visitation. They drank beer out of a cooler on the bed of their pickup truck outside of the front entrance to the funeral home. Grandpa wasn't into partying, and would have been furious. My aunt yelled at my dad for being too good for them when he wouldn't join them. They also took several things from my grandparents house before the funeral, something they admitted to later, figuring that nobody would miss it. Grandpa wasn't buried in his military cap because it was mysteriously missing. At my grandfather's funeral my alcoholic uncle ran into the viewing holding a bottle of powers yelling I have the power. He man style. Then another one of my uncles took him into a side room and beat his butt. We're Irish in case no one could guess. Years ago there was this old man that we would give a lift to church. He was very Christian and was always willing to tell anybody how amazing and wonderful God is. He was also quite deaf. So, one day we were driving back from the service and discussing the sermon. As we are driving, we pass the cemetery and see that there is a funeral going down. My dad mutters something along the lines of seems like people are dropping like flies these days. This old man hears my dad muttering something and assumes that we are still on the topic of the sermon and gleefully exclaims, isn't that just amazing? Fast forward a few years to this man's own funeral. Everybody is standing around the open grave. People are sad and crying and sobbing and so on and so forth. And my dear dad decides that it is the perfect place and time to tell everybody the story. Yeah, sobs of sadness turn to sobs of laughter with even the pastor smiling. Strange picture to see people laughing around an open grave. Two of the VFW, I think, guys at my grandfather's funeral got into a wrestling match as we were carrying his coffin to the burial site. Super unprofessional. Obligatory not a funeral director but, I work as a hospital chaplain. I had a patient in the IQ who wanted to get married to his caregiver. They had a marriage license and it was all legal, so I did the wedding. He died about 3 months later. I found out because his grown children from a previous marriage called the hospital. They wanted to know if the wedding was an actual legal ceremony, if the paperwork was correct, etc. The reason they wanted to know is because they didn't know their dad had gotten remarried. Turns out, his kids didn't come see him at all while he was dying. They didn't know he got remarried. Under the state law, 100% of a person's possessions and wealth are transferred to a spouse before they go to anyone else. When dad got remarried, his kids didn't get a dime. Every bit of the inheritance went to his caregiver who had spent the last several years taking care of him every minute of every day while he was dying. And while his kids didn't come to see him, I informed them that yes. 
It was a legal wedding ceremony. Yes there were the correct number of witnesses. Yes they did have a valid marriage license. And that if they were upset because they didn't get any inheritance then perhaps they should have spent more time with their father while he was alive rather than trying to undermine his legal and lawful marriage to the only person who actually cared about him at the end of his life. Funeral directors attendees of Reddit. What is the craziest crap you've seen go down at a funeral? Serious. Years ago there was this old man that we would give a lift to church. He was very Christian and was always willing to tell anybody how amazing and wonderful God is. But he was also quite deaf. So, one day we were driving back from the service and discussing the sermon. As we are driving, we pass the cemetery and see that there is a funeral going down. My dad mutters something along the lines of seems like people are dropping like flies these days. This old man hears my dad muttering something and assumes that we are still on the topic of the sermon and gleefully exclaims, isn't that just amazing? Fast forward a few years to this man's own funeral, everybody is standing around the open grave. People are sad and crying and sobbing and so on and so forth. And my dear dad decides that it is the perfect place and time to tell everybody the story. Yeah, sobs of sadness turn to sobs of laughter with even the pastor smiling. Strange picture to see people laughing around an open grave. Not a funeral director, but worked groundskeeping at one of the local cemeteries. Now when lowering the casket into the vault it is held in place by straps on a lowering device. We had a director who denied our many requests for new straps as the ones we were using were bound to break at any time. And these straps are not cheap. We were basically told to make do with what we had and said the straps on hand were fine. She is never out on the ground so this woman honestly has no freaking clue. So we set up for an evening service using the same straps. Praying to dear Lord Xenia that these things do not tear. Family comes. Casket comes. Service is concluded. Now usually we don't let families stay after the service when lowering caskets into the ground. Just as a liability precautions but for some reason today this precaution was bypassed. To sum it up nicely, the straps tore like heck. The casket falls over breaks open and this man's body goes tumbling into his grave. Gasps were had. People fainted. Definitely crazy crap. Praying to dear Lord Zeno. LOL. My friend's family is essentially our extended family. His uncle passed away so we went to the funeral. About midway through the pastor asked if anyone would like to say a few words. Some of his co-workers said a few things, and then some woman no one knew got up. She starts talking about how nice of a man my friend's uncle was, and how she enjoyed working for him. She was his cleaning lady. Then she starts breaking down and saying how they were planning on eloping and she loved him. There's a audible gasp. My mother is stunned. My friend is confused as to what he just heard. His sister has her head in her hands. And their mom says what in the absolute freak. Woman just walked away out of the church. No one knows her name. And as far as I know the family hasn't been able to contact her. My friend's uncle was single. His mom is the only one of three kids to get married. I feel like I want it written into my will that I want something like this at my funeral. Don't let anyone know but my family, just to screw with my surviving friends. TL. DR. A fight broke out at the funeral and the child's casket was knocked over. All heck broke loose. In college, I volunteered at an inner city ministry type thing. Back when I was religious. Well. It was basically a glorified daycare for kids from the projects, which were just up the road from my university. These kids were bad as heck man, but you definitely learned to love them. 
Sad part, one of the kids, third grader, was killed during a drive-by type situation. Bullet came through the front door and struck the kid and he unfortunately did not make it. Crazy funeral part, several of us college students were asked to attend the funeral. Six total. A group of four went ahead of us and me and my friend rode sparingly. My friend and I got lost on the way and showed up a bit late. As we are walking up the stairs of this massive church, people start running out of the church doors screaming and crying. A huge group of people in flashy suits, bright dresses and big hats came flooding down the stairs. My friend just look at each other like WTF and start looking for our friends. Within minutes, the cops show up and literally corralled my friends and I into a storage closet. The cop told us it was for our safety and one of them mentioned it was cause we were the only white people there. Pretty douchy. We waited there until things calmed down. Basically, during the funeral, a fight broke out near the front and they actually knocked the casket over. I'm told the kid fell out. All heck broke loose. I did not see this part happen. However, the other four college students were near the front when it happened. It was awful and just a crazy experience overall. That's some pet cemetery crap right there. My uncle died and the ex-druggie turned preacher giving the eulogy proceeded to make fun of him, call him cheap and lazy, and basically made light of him while we were all somber. We were all in shock that the full WTF of it all didn't hit until well after. Sorry uncle. I should have told that bastard to shut up. I could have done a better job just winging it. Honestly I feel that some even most eulogies are lies. People get up there and say things that aren't true. I would rather hear what a jerk a person really was in life than hear a bunch of made up lies. Both grandparents of my girlfriend at the time died within the same week, and were supposed to be buried together. So after the wake the hearse rolls up and the grieving family carries the two coffins outside. The undertaker gives some instructions on how to get the coffins in the car. The first coffin slides in no problem, but there isn't enough room for the second one. Even though the undertaker had indeed measured and guaranteed that it would fit. Imagine standing in the street next to a hearse with a coffin sticking out of the back with the grieving and sobbing family-in-law waiting for another hearse to show up in the next hour. My best friend died, and his weed dealer's shitbag mutas showed up with gifts. He admitted to me he only maintained contact with them for a weed and highly disliked them. They suddenly called themselves his friends and brought pieces of his wreckage from the accident scene to give people tokens to remember him by. Walked around with chunks of burnt orange plastic. I also nearly had to call the police on them when they tried to fight me for clearing the hospital room for 45 minutes so I could say my very last goodbye in private before I left the hospital and went home. Knowing they were turning life support off in a matter of hours. I'm so sorry for your loss. What freaking pieces of crap to dare do that I would have been beyond infuriated. Words can't even describe. Not a funeral director, but soldier. I once spent 3 months as honor guard for veterans who'd passed and requested a military funeral. Full dress uniform. Gun detail. Folding flags. The whole 9 yards. After a particularly large funeral for a pillar of the community type individual a screaming match and scuffle broke out amongst family members when one of them decided to tell all assembled how the deceased had physically shamed him and his siblings for years and years. A gun was retrieved from a car in the process, though it was wrestled away before anything could happen. The worst most bizarre part was the widow kept screaming now, we had to go over this now in front of everybody, why are you airing family secrets like it was a known thing in the group, 
They just didn't like acknowledging it in public apparently. I saw a lot of tears doing that detail, but those were easily the worst. My family on my father's side is Scottish and they all had purchased their plots before they died so they could be beside each other. When my grandfather passed away, we had the funeral and headed to the cemetery. Due to some mix up they had actually dug up and prepared my grandfather's brother's plot. Sandy, my grandpa's brother was very much alive and at the funeral. We just noticed before they had placed his casket in the ground. Everyone had a good laugh and Sandy even laid down on the ground beside it for some pictures. It was a Saturday morning in a large Catholic church with multiple weddings and funerals on the weekend. The funeral attendees turned around and looked up to the organ loft with confusion when the organist, by mistake, played Here Comes the Bride instead of the funeral procession. My family friend's mother was lowered into the grave by machine, while everyone watched. The machine broke and the coffin went on an angle and she rolled out. My other family friend who was filming, she was a big deal in a particular community, decided now would be a good time for a close up. Original family friend starts a punch up with him. Videographer holds onto his camera and tries to freaking interview the guy punching him. Videographer tried to charge original family friend for the video costs. He is no longer family friend. I can't think of a single funeral I've been to where I thought you know. I wish this was on video so I could relive it. I attended a funeral in my hometown for a wheelchair bound man whose brother had stabbed him and slit his throat. Their sister was an employee of mine, so I felt that attending was lending my support. After a brief eulogy was given for the man, a family member said that the man's nieces were going to do a skit. Two girls, about 9 or 10 years of age, got up and reenacted the murder, complete with stabbing and throat slitting while one flailed in a chair. It was horrifying and beyond inappropriate. I have never been so speechless in my life. The nicest aunt I ever had died from falling down the stairs and becoming brain dead. My uncle showed up to the funeral with his now wife and his son called the police to arrest him at the funeral for killing his mom. He was never convicted. This is probably only crazy to me. My grandpa passed away a few years ago after long battle with cancer. He was an atheist who loved to travel, but because my grandma attends church regularly, we had the funeral at her church. The pastor, who, like most clergy, lives on church grounds, was late, literally came running in through the doors during the family only gathering. Said pastor started the funeral by talking about how he knew my grandpa very well, he didn't, and it became increasingly obvious that he hadn't prepared for the funeral at all. He stumbled over a bunch of names of places that my grandpa loved. My grandma asked me to send her a list of my favorite memories of my grandpa. I emailed them to her, and it was basically just bullet points, quick thoughts, because I assumed that the pastor was going to weave them into his eulogy. Nope. He printed off my email and read my list, verbatim. He even included the Irish toast that I had in my freaking email signature. May you be in heaven a full half hour before the devil knows you're dead. That side of my family is not Irish. That level of unpreparedness on behalf of the pastor is appalling. At my nana's funeral, a family friend tried to lecture me about how wrong it was that I had gotten divorced. While I was crying and my boyfriend was holding my hand. Bear in mind that this butthole is divorced and remarried. I just got up and left, and later, at the graveside, his grandchild was shrieking and dancing around. 
he just let her do it, then came over to say how good of an experience it was for the little monster. I have never come closer to shoving someone into an open grave. The Sydney Harbour incident reminded me of this. My friend, Al, had a brother who brother had died and been cremated. He had stated that he wanted to have his ashes sprinkled from an airplane. So Al and his other brother, Bob, rented an airplane and pilot, flew over the mountains where the deceased wanted to have his ashes spread, opened the door and opened the container. A big mistake. The slipstream caught a large part of the ashes and sucked them back into the airplane. They started laughing and saying, this effer doesn't want to get dropped from a plane after all. Turns out that there's a right way and a wrong way to dispose of ashes from an aircraft. Al and Bob did it the wrong way. The right way is to extend a 4 inches plastic tube. PVC works well, about 4 to 5 feet out of the airplane, and pour the ashes into the end of the tube. I'm half Romani but in America, we grill in the back of the funeral home and stay with the body for 3 days with no showering. It's really strange to Americans. Crap it's strange to me. Lots of drunk uncles. The Romani culture is unique, but Americans do weird crap all the time. For a short time in my 20s, I attended mortuary school. I dropped out around the second semester. A girl in my class who was super cool got involved with another guy in class, who got her hooked on M. He shot her in the back of the head one night high. A few guys who were also in my class had to pick up her body because they were interning at a funeral home. So that was fricked up. I go to the funeral home. There she is. Open casket. After being shot in the back of the head. It was like her face melted into the pillow. It was horrendous. She was a beautiful girl and this is how I remember her. Her parents were in prison so they were there. In shackles. Accompanied by prison guards. She was trying to go to school and get away from her family's crap. It's so sad that she fell so quickly back into it. By the way, the BF got off on a drug charge. No manslaughter charge. Murder. Nothing. I hate my town. At my mother's funeral, which never should have happened, my grandmother went behind everyone's backs and duped me into signing a consent sheet, then stuck my aunt with the overdue bill six months later. Mum didn't want a funeral but I was trying to be understanding since the old cow claimed she was paying for it all. My grandmother threw herself onto a funeral director and told everyone who she spoke to that she was the most affected by this. No one is in as much pain as I am and that. My mom was closest to me. Her daughter, singular, wasn't close to her like I was while I was standing in the dang room. With my step. Sister who my mother had practically adopted after her own bio mom passed away. Then two of her boyfriends showed up and got into a fight with the one she brought to the funeral home. They took it to the parking lot. Three elderly men with canes and glasses trying to beat each other up over a dried up old W. It wasn't a good day. At a funeral for a direct family member of mine. Great uncle. It was a very solemn affair. Also very country. A lot of sad Johnny Cash his favorite musician, and everybody wore the standard dark morning clothes. Except one girl, she decided that she would wear a bright yellow sundress with white polka dots, yellow thongs, flip flops for Americans, and sunglasses with yellow handles. Also, bright red lipstick. It was winter overcast day, so there's no way she can claim it was due to the weather. Now, this might have been ignored if she was family, but no, she was the girlfriend of a second or third cousin of mine. I almost smiled when it began to rain. 
PSH seriously WTF with the disrespect from some people. Ro. My family is unable to whisper. They think that by yelling in a more breathy way it's a whisper. So I was maybe 10-11. So I didn't go. And great uncle Joe died. Nice guy. So my dad takes my grandmother to the Catholic service. Which is a new thing for her. So as my dad tells it. They come by with incense and my grandmother in her whisper yells. I small something burning. So my dad just tries to shush her but to no avail. Don't shush any. There's a fire so my dad then tries to explain to her that it's just incense and to calm down. My grandmother then whispers ohhhhhh they shoulder burned old bay instead. He loved crabs. TL. DR. Grandmom yells out fire in a church then comments on her bill's seafood choices. At my grandfather's funeral my mother was standing over his casket and, according to her, something compelled her to pull up the sleeve of his suit and when she did she discovered a long line of bruises. She checked his other arm and it was the same thing. I don't want to get really into everything but basically as a result of this there was an investigation done and it was discovered that the nursing home my grandfather was in had been abusing not only him, but also other patients there. And that not only that but they had also stolen some of my grandfather's possessions from his room and off his body when he died. Namely, his wedding ring. It wasn't proven that they had caused his death but my mother completely believes they did. When I was a freshman in high school one of my friends was decapitated in an awful car accident. For some reason. I won't judge. His mom decided to have an open casket funeral against the advice of the funeral director. It didn't even look like him and it was pretty traumatic. You could tell they basically pieced his head face back together and cake makeup all over it. His mom was so heartbroken and upset that she got in the casket with Danny and the pallbearers had to remove her to shut the casket and carry him to the hearse. I could never imagine losing my son but all her actions, piled on top of my grief just made it a very upsetting disturbing service. I also will never forget the funeral for one of my dear friends. He was a guy in his mid 60s, I'm 26. That was my husband's neighbor when we first started dating. He was adopted, and then rejected by his adopted family so he had zero family and my husband and I have always taken care of him and checked up on him. He loved metal and would always party with us on the weekend before we had kids. He always told us he wanted us to play some 6 feet under and drink 40s at his funeral so that's what we did. Only 5 people showed up to his funeral, including me and my husband. So we had a little party in the graveyard and drank 40s reminiscing on all the fun we'd had with him over the last 8 years. Not your typical funeral but it's what John would have wanted. It's not really that crazy, but I once witnessed someone accidentally hit a Catholic priest, not the priest who officiated, with a paper airplane. Granted it was the reception afterward and the priest was a relative of the family. He threw the paper airplane back at the thrower. My dad has 9 siblings, and he's the 30 youngest. This means that by the time he was born, his oldest sister and brother were already adults and about to marry their respective fiancés. Naturally, since my dad is 60, his older siblings have started to pass away. Well, half the siblings hate the other half, and many of their children have carried on the vendettas. The hate stems from, I crap you not, siblings not disliking other siblings. So, my aunt Dorothy was the first to pass about 5 years ago and certain siblings were told they weren't welcome. 
Then my uncle Chuck passed and a fight nearly broke out between my dad and his older brother simply because my dad had said the corner brickwork on the building they had the funeral in was finished very sloppy. Turns out the brother he said this to was the one whose company did the brickwork. Then that sibling passed away and I'm serious when I say specific siblings and the family of those siblings were actually sent letters telling them that they weren't welcome at the funeral. On top of that, the family hired security to man the doors of the funeral home and make sure none of the siblings came. It was a mess. TLDR. My dad's family is a freaking mess. Especially at funerals. Not necessarily crazy but it was certainly amusing to me. In order to do this story justice I have to explain my mom. Mom was a genius, with words and wit, smart and quick and devious, in a fun way. She would go out of her way to embarrass people and put them on the spot but would always manage to make it pleasant and fun, and was eager to take it as often as she dished it out. My mom passed away from cancer almost a year ago now. At her funeral, it was this big beautiful home that was freezing cold. People were in and out the big doors and this place just wasn't holding any heat. There was roomy sitting area that I kept going to sit and relax. I was about a month and a half pregnant and feeling super gross. People kept commenting about how cold it was, and in the spirit of mom I couldn't help myself. My reply was always a deadpan they're keeping it cold cause mom will melt. Obviously I'm supposed to be sad and grieving so people were unsure if they should laugh or not. Many pokes at mom were made that day, especially during the speeches. Making fun of her for wearing the same pajamas for literally days at a time because she worked from home. Her brothers and sister talked about all the mean things they did to her and she did to them when they were kids. The whole funeral, and the raging party afterwards, was wildly inappropriate and completely hilarious and tons of fun. It was exactly what mom would have wanted. At my dad's funeral, about 500 people showed up. I was exhausted after greeting them all into the reception, and quite frankly, starving and wanting a drink. Well after getting a plate of food, and setting it down on the table and went to the bar to get a drink, and on my way back to the table, I was stopped by my old neighbor's mom, who was friends with my dad. Well, in her mind, she thought this would be the perfect opportunity to tell me that it was always hard to see me, because my mom got pregnant with me around the same time she was pregnant, but miscarried. I had just gotten done burying my hero, and yet she felt the need to confess and cry to me about a miscarriage she had 26 years ago. Worst part? The caterers thought my plate of food was left there for trash and threw it away, so I didn't get to eat any real food for another 2 hours. Hum. Well I've seen my aunt's funeral get turned into a quasi pyramid scheme for my awful cousin's husband. My aunt didn't want a funeral. She had lung cancer for years and went through a lot of experimental treatments to try and stop it. It only accelerated her demise. She made her daughter promise not to have a funeral or else she vowed she'd get cremated or get a different poa. She dies. Now all of a sudden, there is a funeral. Cousin says that my aunt agreed finally to a funeral. Everyone is vaguely suspicious but attends. The preacher that comes to speak doesn't know my aunt at all and it becomes very obvious. He begins instead to talk about my cousin's husband, a slumlord whose primary conversation topic is his stock portfolio. We get to hear about what a great member of the church he is. The church is a big cultish church known for sending specific people letters that they're going to heck. What an amazing businessman and father. It's beyond belief that he didn't get down on all fours and let my cousin's husband rail him from behind. All the while, my aunt's husband, not the father of my cousin, 
is being ignored and forced to sit in the corner. This man kept her going for years, helped her through her alcoholism, and then cancer. But the daughter didn't like him because like her mother, he didn't spend his Sundays in her church. They acted like he wasn't there. Meanwhile the onstage presentation is still going on about how my cousin has apparently married the second coming of Christ himself. The only tie-in to my aunt that we heard was, she must have been truly blessed to have a man like this in her life. My family left quickly, only to give our sympathy to the grieving husband. As soon as we got in the car, my father began to get very upset. He gathered his remaining brothers and sisters and they formally apologized to her husband a few days after the funeral. He cannot look at either the cousin or her slum lord husband without getting irritated. We've heard of disaster weddings, but have you ever attended a disaster funeral? What happened? My great grandmother's funeral, when the coffin was in the ground, before the grave was filled, obviously, family members each threw a rose on top of the coffin. My obese step-grandmother lost her balance and fell into the grave. Very comical. I hope her name was Rose. Not me, but I used to work for a funeral director because I was considering going to mortuary school. He told me about a funeral where a guy busted into the cathedral and threatened the entire funeral party with a handgun. He'd robbed the gas station down the street and the cops were after him, so naturally he thought he'd hide in. A funeral? Anyway. Turns out the cops were closer on his tail than he imagined, because they rolled in right after him. They ended up chasing him to the parish hall and tased his butt in front of the whole funeral congregation. My grandfather died. The funeral was a solemn affair, as these things usually are. My grandmother, naturally, was distraught. They'd married during the war. He'd been captured and sent to a POW camp. They then spent over 50 blissful years together. We were chatting about my grandfather with her, laughing, crying, reminiscing. When entirely out of the blue she said, one thing I won't miss is sleeping next to him. He always rolled over and nearly pushed me out of bed. A few years later she died as well. It's hard to carry on when the life you knew for half a century has been ripped apart. As per her wishes, she was to be buried next to her husband. We dutifully trudged down to the cemetery, held a small ceremony, and escorted her body to the grave. The double headstone had already been half filled with my grandfather's details. Underneath the blank half, a six foot deep hole lay waiting. We slowly lowered my grandmother's coffin in. It didn't fit. There wasn't enough room in the grave for the bloody coffin. Despite being dug on the correct side of the grave, somehow my grandfather's coffin had conspired to shift under the earth and encroached on my grandmother's side. The morning party excused ourselves from the graveside while adjustments were made. All of us giggling about how granddad had rolled over in his sleep again. Well, it was preferable to thinking the gravediggers were too stupid to dig a correctly sized hole in the ground. That's the cutest story I've ever heard that requires two people to die. We thought we were gonna lose my grandfather at my grandmother's memorial service. Too much standing in hot weather and he collapsed and lost consciousness. My nurse aunt was on the scene, though. Happy to say that was 8 years ago and he's still alive and, reasonably, well. My grandma had a heart attack at my aunt, her daughter, funeral. My brother was working for a funeral home. He was handing out yarmulkes at the door of the event room where a Jewish funeral was being held when there was a heck of a commotion inside. Screaming, yelling, 
furniture falling over, the doors slam open and a bunch of guys drag the rabbi out into the parking lot and beat the crap out of him while people run around screaming and freaking out and my brother just stands there paralyzed with a stack of paper beaners clutched in his hands, turns out it was the wrong body in the box. Aside from the usual concerns about where the heck dear departed Uncle Ira is, this also means that the rabbi didn't sit with the body like he was supposed to, which is a big deal to observant Jews. Cops were called, various people were hauled away, Uncle Ira was located, the funeral home and the rabbi were sued. No idea what happened to any of them because my brother quit a month later. That's a pretty amazing story, actually. Not really a disaster but pretty funny nonetheless. My grandpa throughout his life attended many funerals, in every, no exaggeration, funeral procession, I think it's called, where everyone drives their cars in a line from the funeral home to the graveyard, that he drove in, he would get hit by another car, usually it happened while crossing the intersection during a red light since funeral processions can't run them, nevertheless, it always happened, it was always minor and nobody got hurt. Fast forward to his own funeral, he is in the hearse on his way to be buried and the freaking hearse gets hit, no joke. This sounds like he pee off the wrong witch or whatever and they put a really crappy curse on him, and in every funeral procession you're in, may your car get hit by another one. I went to the funeral of a good friend a month ago. In his 70 years he'd moved a long way from the aristocratic competitive English family he was born into. Partly due to a bout of mental illness, partly due to his gentle and competitive personality, he'd ended up working with homeless people in Toronto rather than pursuing a high-paying career. During the whole service, which was run by his two brothers, they insulted him at every turn, still looking down on him for not being as rich and successful as they were. I eventually stepped in and asked to speak, just so someone would say positive things about him. Thank you for stepping up. Oh my god it is my time to shine. So, I'm a bagpiper for hire. I play a lot of funerals, since I guess that's just when people want to hear me play. Not that I'm complaining, it's hot and sweaty but it's a reasonable side job. Anyway, I lived in North Idaho at the time, so think hit country. The dad had died, committed suicide. Very tragic. I didn't want to press questions. But part way through the service, I hear voices raising, like shouting and swearing in the back of the group of people. Well, I usually stand a ways away from the actual burial for respect reasons, but I had to find out what was up. Lucky for my curiosity, I didn't have to get any closer because angry words turned into angrier fists. Turns out the brother and son of the man we fighting over who would get the apparently rare gun the man had killed himself with. They didn't even have the gun. They were fighting over who would get a gun that hadn't even been returned to the family. I wasn't there because I didn't know him, but my granddad was carried to his funeral in what was essentially a cardboard box by his biker friends. On the motorway his arm popped out of the box. Kinda sad because they honestly might have been doing their best to honor their friend. Crap happens. My grandfather died of injuries that he sustained in World War II. He had actually returned home and survived for two years but died of recurring infections that he got from shrapnel in his belly. When he returned home he and my grandmother just could not get along at all for lots of reasons and ended up divorcing. A few months before his death he remarried a woman in the next town over. My grandmother never got over my grandfather and had basically always assumed that they would get back together. 
she treated this woman as a non-entity. At the funeral there was a huge fight between my grandmother and this woman because my grandmother claimed she had no right to be there because she did not have children with him and should respect his children by leaving. As you can imagine the woman did not leave and it was very awkward and uncomfortable for all in attendance. At my great aunt's funeral the priest looked about 5 minutes from death himself and repeatedly said he instead of she when referring to my aunt. My nana was one of 9 siblings. She was originally from England and that's where her siblings lived but she lived in Australia. When she passed, none of her siblings were healthy enough to make the near day long flight down under. So they each organized for flowers to be sent to the funeral service. Except that they all got sent to the wrong funeral home. And my nana's funeral was very bare, sad considering that her pride and joy was gardening. My uncles wiped all the desserts for after the funeral, caused a bit of drama. Like yeah, Meryl just died, but where are the cookies? You don't often hear of people named Meryl these days. I was a guest at a funeral for a high school friend's stepdad, or was it actual dad? Even I forget which is part of the story. Someone, a friend of the family, I think, got up to give a short speech, and it sounds like he was coming from the heart. In the middle of him talking he said something that caused a member of the departed's family to jump up and yell that's not him. The person speaking thought they were saying that he was depicting the departed incorrectly. So he said to them I'm sorry he's gone. I'm just speaking how I remember him as a close friend or something similar. Then the person who had yelled scream you are talking about her husband or similar. Turns out the guy had the father and stepfather mixed up and thought that the wrong one was dead. He started trying to recover and then just walked off the stage and out of the chapel. Then nobody wanted to get up and speak, so the priest official whatever got up and said some generic words and the family stayed as everyone else left. It was super awkward. I felt really bad for my friend, but also really glad I was an outside observer guest and not related to any of the people there. I wouldn't call it a disaster, I said, but my mom's burial was a bit of a train wreck. Basically, her side of the family is a tribe of emotionally unstable, rude, and selfish individuals who lie and cheat their way through life. My mom was no exception, but she was my mom, you know? Anyway, when she died, they refused to pay for any of her funeral. They were content with paying for a cremation and sharing her cremains. WTF. My dad said no freaking way and we had a proper funeral burial. BTW they were never married. When it came time to lower her ashes into the plot, my 90 years old grandma picked her ashes up off of the lowering deck and tried to run away with them and began shaking her urn up and down while screaming. This is at a freaking cemetery. It took 4 family members to get the urn out of her hands and put it back down so the service could continue. Thankfully, her cremains were in a sealed bag because she definitely would have spilled. This was supposed to be a mournful moment and my grandma turned it into something about her. It was the worst. They then came to the luncheon after the burial and acted like nothing happened. They still have never contributed a dime to her funeral costs, yet were enraged that I didn't invite them to my wedding. I don't speak to any of them anymore. Good riddance. There was a steep flight of numerous granite steps, in three large sections leading from the sidewalk to the main front doors of the church. During the funeral service, it started sleeting and icing up outside. Afterwards, as the pallbearers struggled to carry the coffin down to the hearse, a few lost their footing on the ice and the coffin crashed to the steps, 
careening down to the sidewalk below. Somehow the lid never opened, but the bottom of the coffin split partly open. The funeral directors had to use straps to secure it and hoist it in one piece into the hearse. Even though those attending were mortified by what they witnessed, some recalled at the reception thereafter that the deceased had a great sense of humor and probably would have found something appropriate to say to make light of it. This was an almost disaster. I was at my grandfather's funeral, and we were at the point when he was being lowered into the ground. My cousin's child, 3-4, was running around being an idiot, when he ran straight for the giant rectangular hole. He slipped, but his dad grabbed his shirt just in time. Our dad reflexes. Great grandma skipped her funeral. She was living in California when she died and the rest of us were along the east coast. The day of her funeral we gathered at my uncle's house in New Jersey for the 3 hour drive to the cemetery. Before we set off my mother called the funeral home to make sure they had her ashes. They thought we had the ashes. Much frantic phone tag later we discovered there had recently been an influenza outbreak in California. The crematorium is on back order. Great grandma is still in one piece and will be fashionably 2-3 weeks late. My family was quite upset and we ended up having an impromptu memorial in my uncle's living room. The more we reminisced about her, the more clear it is exactly something she would do. Not a disaster, but at my step-grandfather's funeral I forgot to silence my phone and doctor. Roxo, the rock and roll clown, decided to announce my new text message by yelling I do see during the eulogy. KKKKYEAAAH. I wasn't a witness. My wife's grandmother once tried to push another old lady into the grave. She had to be pulled back just as she tried it and physically restrained. Not a disaster, but at my dad's visitation, an adult third cousin or something was running around being like I don't even know WHO's funeral IT is and 17 year old me loudly proclaimed that my dad was in the box to which he said that I should probably calm down. Like. Surprised you didn't rearrange her nose to her forehead. So, my aunt has a really bad tendency to laugh in uncomfortable situations. About 10 minutes into a funeral for a family friend, she starts giggling. I was about 10 years old, so I started giggling because she was. Next thing you know, a large swath of my family is walking out of the funeral while laughing our heads off. Not our best moment. My grandmother's. The priest kept getting her name wrong even after my uncle had gone up to correct him in the middle of the service. Priest then took the opportunity to rail against gay marriage and abortion later on. We were not impressed. When my dad died the funeral home's power blew out between visitations. We had one in the afternoon from 2 to 4 and another planned from 6 to 8 that evening. About 3.30 the power blew out and the power company said it was going to be a while before they could get his fixed. The funeral home guys were awesome though and got on the phone right away and talked to the big church just down the road who still had power and they got permission to have the evening visitation there. So they loaded dad up and took off down the road with him and all the flowers and such and had it all set up and looking nice by the time 6 o'clock rolled around. One of the guys just stayed back at the funeral home and told people as they drove in where the visitation was and everything went pretty well after that. I just joked about it saying it would not be family funeral if something had not gone at least a little sideways. That funeral home deserves a 5 star Yelp review. During the funeral procession done on foot, the priest took a moment for himself to take a pee on the side of the road. 
This was at my great uncle's funeral, his kids thought it was hilarious. I work in a social club, I saw a woman, aged maybe early 30s, standing at the end of a table where her family were seated, at her dad's funeral, she was sobbing her freaking heart out, saying how her dad had molested her as a child, she was drunk, and angry, and damaged, her siblings, her mother, aunts, uncles, all seated at that table, silent, and none of them looked at her, every one of those bastards knew what he did. When my bill died, the megachurch his parents attended had to show off their tech-savvy Jesusness by playing YouTube videos instead of, oh who knows, using musical instruments to play the songs. Solemn words about Bill being embraced by Jesus' loving arms followed by a trailer for Deadpool and the frantic shaking of a mouse because faceless preacher can't turn it off in time or skip to the music video. I'm not sorry that I snort laughed. Bill would've snort laughed with me. Oh man, what a train wreck. That's funny. My friend's dad died. When I started going down the line to console the family, I had a mega brain fart and said congratulations to the first few people in line. Oh my god this one is the best. Pure positive intent but just. No brain. My mother's cousin died and her husband was thought to be a child molester, but nothing had been confirmed. I just remember the police being everywhere. My parents also told me not to go near him. Especially in the bathroom. He ended up being arrested for assaulting my uncle during the viewing. This guy used to call my grandmother and threaten her life regularly. So I didn't like him. He is still alive. I have not seen him since. But I would not mind sucker punching him. Maybe not a total disaster. But it's still a moment that I cringe over. I was at the wake of a family friend who had died of natural causes at an advanced age. The idea was that the funeral would be formal, read, religious, but the wake was to be very informal. Basically it was open mic night. We were at a venue with a stage and a mic, and anyone was welcome to take the spotlight and share a memory or thought about the departed. No schedule, no need to get permission. So after a few touching but overall normal stories, the grandson of the deceased takes the stage. This guy is in his 40s. Big, burly and tattooed. But he is blubbering over his grandma as he struggles to tell his anecdotes. It's sweet and very honest, and lasts for like half an hour. Then he starts talking about how his grandma loved nature and her favorite color was blue. Which is why it couldn't be a coincidence that on the very day she died in hospital, a vibrant blue butterfly flew into his room via an open window while he was having breakfast. It was grandma, he proclaimed, her soul now free from her body, coming to give him one last goodbye before he got the news officially. Now I don't know if she had a problem with the guy personally, or was an adamant skeptic, or was just tired of this guy hogging the stage. But at this point in the story, while Buff Mictus is tearing up, some old aunt or other yells out at him. She died in the evening. She would have still been alive when you had breakfast. This guy looked totally crushed. Not only had he lost his grandma but he'd also had his belief system called out on the most public and humiliating way possible. He mumbled something about the possibility of the butterfly being a guardian angel and quickly left the stage. I still cringe hard thinking about this, and I barely know the guy. My wife's cousin's funeral. This was tragic. She was a beautiful girl, 17 and had a lot of problems. Her father and father's family had disowned her to the point where her grandmother would abandon a shopping cart and leave the store if she saw her and her sisters. 
The mother insisted school failed her so she homeschooled the older three older ones and they raised the four younger siblings by another father. So the older girls were uneducated and antisocial. When any guy showed any interest both girls would run off and do anything with them. Rachel attempts suicide several times and was shipped to her grandparents who do a pretty good job for a few months. She attends school. And then her father tried to get into her life and she ran away. Eventually she gets back to her mom's home. Mom buys her a gun and fricks her boyfriend. Grandmother takes over the funeral arrangements. The extended family comes together to help, including my wife. Rachel's mother puts out her hand for cash like Mona Lisa on Park and Rec and then would disappear with Rachel's boyfriend and come back drunk and stoned. She shook my wife down for cash and we ended up buying the boyfriend a cheap suit and shoes to attend the funeral in. There was just no freaking way to even approach discussing the departed and coming out with a positive. You could not say a dang thing because everyone who failed her was right there. The only words possible were to package everything up as her demons and put all the blame on her. The hasty arranged funeral was about as emotionally draining as can be. Rachel's cousin sang and played guitar and were able to share some memories. They did an incredible job under the circumstances, but when they would break down, the whole place would about lose it. The worst point is where the grandmother who disowned her came up to do a reading. She chose Khalil Gibran's The Prophet. I don't know why she thought it was appropriate. She was also blind. She had a magnifying glass and read like a first grader. That reading took forever. It was actually became a relief because we were able to hate her and feel something different than crushing sadness. Next the casket was closed in the point where brewing fights started. The relatives that ponies up insisted the casket they paid for remain clean. Her sisters and cousins who knew her wanted to send her off with a sticker covered coffin. The compromise was to keep it clean until the funeral is over. Now people are aneging on allowing that to happen. A week, and actually decades of resentment and tension boil over. Voices are raised, there are arguments, and shoving as most of the mourners file out the front. There was over an hour wait for the funeral procession to leave. I don't know the details but there were some ripped clothes. Rachel's father had scratches on his face. And the coffin was covered in stickers. That is truly super sad. Some people really do just get dealt crap hands. Someone brought their baby to the funeral of a baby. And throughout the entire thing. While everyone was crying over this tiny little coffin. The baby in the back was crying. It was horrifying and the mother was a mess. Everyone wanted to go to the back and punch the parents of the baby in the throat. I just posted something about a funeral on another asked for lost. Hum. Well in 2009 when my great grandma died a huge physical fight broke out because everyone assumed we stole her money when there was no money in the first place. I was only 6 or 7 so I didn't understand it at the time. I remember being dragged out with tears in my eyes thinking about how stupid they were for fighting at such an event especially when it was somebody who was like my best friend. I'm sorry, my uncle is already fighting us about all the money we're spending of his mother's. GMA has lived with me for 4 years. We lived 2 miles from her growing up. I can count on one hand the times I saw that man. GMA has no money, but my kids know their GMA, and I feel sorry for his kids. Because they are missing out on one hell of a lady. I really want to talk about how it's confirmation season and earlier this week I attended one where in the middle of the ceremony the children are asked if they denounce Satan and respond in unison I do. And right then a girl fainted before she could commit to God. She has accepted Satan into her heart. Nice. 
an undertaker fell in my great grand grave, she would have literally pee herself laughing so it wasn't too awful for us. A lot of folks seem to have had similar occurrences, it was a funeral for my grandfather and a relative decided to make the whole service about religion, finding it, embracing it, knowing it, loving it. He had become a latter day son mere months before this happened and the whole funeral felt more like a recruiting event. Tacky, to say the least. Ugh. Freaking Mormons. Not really a disaster, but I will contribute. At my Grammy's funeral we each got a flower to place on her coffin before it was lowered into the ground. The night before there had been a lot of rain so the hole had a good foot of water in it. My nephew stepped up to place his flower and it slipped off the coffin's rounded top with a loud splash, breaking the dead silence. The two of us got laughing right hard but nobody else thought it was funny. Hey, hey, ex-cemetery saleswoman here. One of my colleagues was working a funeral where the grave hadn't been dug by the time the family got there. It was for a child, and the couple was in their late teens early 20s. It was pouring down rain, and my co-worker was standing outside with the parents while the backhoe dug out the grave. A pretty unpleasant sight. You can see the vaults in the adjacent graves and sometimes they get nicked by the backhoe. It's also creepy to see how they're stacked on top of each other, since we dig them too deep. Capital A. Apparently it wasn't dug because either the family hadn't yet paid, my boss. Cemetery's a cash-only business. We don't dig the grave until we get paid. $3,500. So they were scrambling to find the money. Once again, the parents were pretty much kids. So that burial ended up being 2 hours late, while we had 4 other funerals going on at the same time. The place was beyond a madhouse. When my great grandfather died, his army colleagues from World War II saw it as their duty to carry his coffin from the church to the cemetery. The thing is that this is not really a tradition in my country and normally they simply drive it with a car over to the grave. Distance between church and cemetery is about 500 meters. While my great grandfather was extremely obese the time he died and his comrades were almost unable to walk on their own but still they insisted. It lasted about 50 meters until the first one of them broke down because it was too heavy for him and the coffin crashed on the ground almost cracking this goddamn thing. We had to call the ambulance for this poor guy. It was absolutely weird. I got the giggles at my mother's funeral 15 years ago. You see, it's kind of a family cemetery and apparently mom chose a plot right on the edge of the ravine. Literally, 4.5 feet away from the ravine. Well, mom had always wanted to go on a cruise and all I could think about was one good gully washer, rainstorm, and she gets to finally go on that cruise. I whispered it to my cousins and we all started cracking up during the service. I finally had to interrupt the service to explain why we were laughing. This was after I was 1.5 hours late for the funeral because my plumbing backed up in my house. Crap everywhere in the bathroom, had to find a babysitter for the plumber, and got a speeding ticket driving the 200 miles to the funeral. Then to get the giggles just kind of set the day, certainly made an impression. I play in a brass quartet and we were paid to play at someone's funeral. Mass was quiet as usual and afterwards we waited at the grave for the ceremony. After she was lowered someone asked if he could say some words. She started with my mother wasn't a nice woman and that was the nicest thing she said of her. She accused her of several terrible things and bad mouthed the rest of the family. Several people started to cry. Some fled the scene and there was lots of shouting. 
Ornithus next to the open grave. All we could do was to start playing as loud as possible. Never thought something like that happens outside of soaps. Funeral home employees owners of Reddit. What's the most ridiculous outfit you've seen someone buried in? Shortly before my nan passed away she emailed me a picture of her new sandals she bought. She got two pairs in two different colors so the picture was her with one of each on. It was only fitting that we dressed her in those. She'd laugh if she knew. The last thing we did with my nana before she passed was take her to buy new sandals. She never wore them because she passed the next day. My great aunt wanted to be buried in her bathrobe. Her stepchildren honored it. To be fair though, she wanted her clothes to be donated to her homeless shelter she volunteered it and her jewelry to go to her kids. She wanted to be buried in her comfy bathrobe since it would cover her and not take too much away from what others may need. Most of the residents of the homeless shelter attended her funeral, more than half wearing an article of her former clothing. This is honestly so sweet, and I'm glad she got one of her final wishes. My grandma wanted to be buried in powder blue PJs because she wanted to be comfortable, so that's exactly what we did and she looked great. My grandpa was buried wearing blue PJs and a sleeping cap. My great grandmother worked as a clown, like she attended a clown college and everything. She loved her job very much, she was buried dressed as a clown, with the makeup and everything. That's a zombie that I would lose it over. My great aunt was buried in her 100 jazzercise classes taken t-shirt. She was super freaking proud of it, so it was fitting. Love that woman. She sounds like a good time. In my grandpa's case the outfit was his birthday suit and a treasured blanket. When my grandpa died a few years ago, it was his wish that he be buried naked and wrapped in his favorite blanket. A blanket that my grandma handmade for him decades ago. Thankfully the funeral home was very understanding of his wishes and had him in the casket naked with the blanket around him for his viewing and subsequent burial. My wife's grandma was buried with her favorite blanket. She always wrapped herself in it during her final illness and so requested we put it in the casket with her. She was clothed, but the outfit she was wearing was one she'd not fit into for years until ironically she got sick. It actually cheered her up knowing she had lost enough weight to wear it so that's what we buried her in. My mom was a casual lady who excelled at dog rescue. When she passed it didn't make sense to put her in a dress or suit. So she was cremated in her favorite comfy jeans and a you'll never walk alone dog rescue t-shirt. Of all the things in here, this got me. We put a bottle of Imodium in my dad's pocket just in case he got the shoots in the afterlife. Funeral director thought we were bonkers. My husband's uncle was a very famous clown. Although he wasn't buried in his clown suit, clowns from across the tree state area came in dressed to pay their respects. It was the strangest but most beautiful thing I ever seen. There was probably over 100 clowns at his funeral. But yet there was only one car in the parking lot. My grandmother had a deck of cards for 60 plus years. They were frayed, stained and you could barely read them. She refused to use any of the nice fancy new cards we gave her and never shared the story as to why they were so important to her. She was buried with those cards. It seemed like such a tender and intimate moment to place them next to her as if they were a huge token of her memories that were never meant to be shared. It's been 20 years. I still miss her beyond words. She didn't want to use another deck because she'd used them so long she knew each card and could easily cheat because she knew who held what. Just teasing. Sorry, hope I didn't upset you.
She sounds like she was pretty cool. Not ridiculous so much as weird from the outside. My grandfather was buried with a folded up bunch of paper towels stuffed up his sleeve. He was one of those guys who always had something for spills and runny noses. And he always, always had paper towels or tissues with him. Turns out he had started keeping them in his sleeves when he was younger just in case he ever needed them. And with 5 kids and 11 grandkids he always needed them. When he died his sons decided it would be very fitting if he had some paper towels with him. So that's how he was during his viewing and service. Everyone is panicked buying TP while my man is calm cool and collected knowing he has the ace up his sleeve. I buried my late husband in a Superman t-shirt and his favorite camo pants and boots. He wore his camas when he went to chemotherapy. He called them his battle pants. I put in a poker chip from one of his mates, his blackberry and a toy from our daughter. I always wonder what the archaeologists would make of it if he was ever exhumed. Archaeologist here. I'm pretty sure you accidentally started a trend in the academia of centuries from now where people write about techno-religious iconography and rituals involving metal bricks which were used to simulate communication with the ancestors. Slightly off topic, but my grandpa passed away last week and we had his visitation funeral on Thursday Friday. At the funeral home, the director asked when the last time he'd worn a suit was. We said it was probably for my grandma's funeral 6 months earlier. Apparently there were cookies in the pocket of the pants. Completely appropriate. Given my grandpa was a child at heart who loved ice cream, cookies, and candy, we left the cookies in there. My mom was an avid bridge, card game, player. Our sweet funeral director researched a good winning hand and bridge. Mom was cremated holding her winning hand. We buried my grandpa with a winning hand in our favorite family card game. My dad was a firefighter he died of lung cancer when I was 21. We decided to cremate him in his formal uniform. But my mom came out in front of our house full of family and friends with his large collection of superhero boxes and said the Flash or the Hulk it was a really great moment to lighten the mood and brought his goofier side right back to life. We chose the Flash by the way. We decided to cremate him in his formal uniform. Good thing you didn't pick his fireproof uniform. That could have taken a while. My grandmother. She was the kind of woman who wore shoulder pads and almost everything including t-shirts. My grandfather, a very practical and straightforward man, wanted to dress my grandmother in something she loved to wear all the time and always got tons of compliments on. I should also mention he is red-green colorblind. Bright colors do not stand out as much to him. It was a sleeveless button-up blouse that was covered in the good old stars and stripes. After some discussion with the rest of the family, we ended up choosing her second favorite outfit. A very tasteful silver dress, with shoulder pads of course. Side note, the casket was a lilac purple, that, poor poor would not budge on. It's one of my requests to have my shoes tied together when I'm buried. If my corpse ends up coming back to zombie terrorize society, I want people to have every advantage against my reanimated remains. Nah, give me the shoes with the pump and the tongue. I wanna fly when I'm eating brains lol. Not a funeral home worker but when my dad died we sent his favorite crocs for his feet. They were Ohio State University merch, and he often wore them to church to preach in. Yes you read that right. My dad was a pastor who preached in Ohio State University Crocs. 
He also had a hideous shirt that my mom tucked into the casket with him. My mom had tried to get rid of it several times but my dad had a sixth sense and always rescued it from the donation pile. She didn't bury him in it because it didn't fit him anymore, but she let him take it with him. She finally got rid of that dang shirt. My uncle was buried in a Santa Claus outfit and I can say I'm scorned forever for Christmas. All I could think about was a Santa zombie chasing people. I didn't go to my great uncle's funeral but this sounds like something he would do. He was a mall Santa for all my life though. I sang at a funeral where the man wanted to be buried with his brass stool from a local pub. He'd been a regular for years, and the pub acquiesced. It was weird to sing to a brass stool at the graveside portion of the funeral. As I remember, it had red leather inset on the seat. I've seen that word twice now in this thread. Acquiesced. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Edit. From my semi-extensive research I've found that it means to accept something reluctantly but without protest, often tacitly. My father was buried in his wetsuit. He loved to water ski and would go every weekend. I even had a matching one when I was a baby. My first husband was an avid fisherman. His parents insisted he be buried in a suit, but his favorite outfit was a pair of khaki shorts and a yellow base pro shirt. I asked the funeral director to put that outfit underneath the suit, and no one was the wiser. I put a couple of his favorite lures and his most well-loved pipe in his pocket. I don't doubt for a moment that the crematorium disposed of those items, but at least I knew I did right by him. Good for you, I think that's much more personal than a suit. I don't know if this counts but it contains a wedding dress and basically someone's in it so well I'm just gonna say it. If it doesn't count it's okay if it gets deleted I have to delete it. When my great grandmother died, her wish was to be buried with her husband who had been cremated about 14 years earlier. But it's illegal here to bury two people in one grave unless it's asked like years before they die. So my grandmother had this plan. She had a pillow made of G grandmother's wedding dress. So my grandmother put G grandfather's ashes into the pillow. And when we could say our last farewells, we asked the funeral man. IDK what it's called in English if we could change the original pillow for this one. He agreed and we were trying so hard not to laugh, because we were smuggling G grandfather, who was dressed in a wedding dress, into the coffin illegally, and I swear I could hear G grandmother laugh through the wind. But that's a story for another time, her funeral was wild. That's a beautiful story, and I love that you managed to illegally smuggle Yuji grandfather's ashes in and fulfill her final wishes. And sounds like that was just the beginning of an awesome funeral, and in English the funeral man would be the funeral director. An old lady spent 40 odd years in her local church choir, so the family asked the choir if they could have her choir robe to bury her in, as it meant more to her than any of her ordinary clothes. The church I grew up in has a tradition where whenever a choir member dies, their robe will be draped over their chair in the choir loft for the funeral. Not a funeral home employee but an elderly friend of mine who was obsessed with space aliens demanded to be laid out in his Star Trek uniform. He looked good, everyone understood and were cool with it. His widow was fiercely protective of him. He left me one of his 5 Star Trek communication devices. High quality, too. Not a funeral home but I went to a family friend's funeral where the guy was just shirtless. He had a blanket covering up to his chest so I'm not sure if he had pants. Warning, this is going to be graphic and kind of gross. 
but you're all gonna read it anyway, so let's do it. My husband's grandma died after a long battle with cancer and alcoholism. She had always been a small woman, but the two diseases wreaked havoc on her body and she had wasted away to a tiny waif of a person by the time she died. She also had a wickedly dirty sense of humor, which makes this story even better. Now, it should be noted that his family was grief-stricken but utterly exhausted, as those of you who have ever lost a person to a prolonged illness can understand. The day of the funeral arrived, and we were gathered around her open coffin saying our goodbyes. A somber, nervous funeral director came over to the eldest daughter and whispered something in her ear. She started to giggle and called the other siblings over who started laughing out loud. Apparently, Granny's skin was thinner than they thought. While dressing her for her last party, the backs of both of her arms ripped open in several places. In order to make her appear normal from the front, the morticians had used duct tape to put her back together again. I can't even tell you what she was wearing, but I'll never forget a bunch of my in-laws laughing over their duct taped grandma in a casket. It's so morbid, and she would have loved it. You were right. I read it anyway. My father always used to tell me he wanted his dead body stuffed and placed in the lobby of an adult movie theater. As a kid I did not understand what was funny about this, and now he denies he ever said it. My grandpa was buried in bib overalls and a plaid shirt. He was just a simple farmer and that's how he wanted to be seen for the last time. How my great grandfather was buried as well. My grandma was horribly embarrassed by the fact that she had dentures. We made absolutely sure that they were firmly in place when she was buried. My dad told the funeral director that if she was buried without her teeth, she would haunt us all. A couple of days after my grandma's funeral, we were at her house and my aunt went in the bathroom and yelled oh, we sent grandma to heaven without any teeth. My dad went with a Mars bar and birthday cards. He died in a palliative care unit and someone in the family bought a Mars bar for a snack but forgot about it. After dad died, we were given a bag with his stuff in it. We emptied the bag but filled it up again with clothes we wanted him buried in and gave the bag to the undertaker. We went to see him a few days later, which was his birthday and there he was with the Mars bar in his hands. It had been at the bottom of the bag and the undertaker thought there was a sentimental reason for the Mars bar. We thought it was very funny and we just let my dad go with his last ever chocolate bar. A friend of mine worked in the funeral business. She said a woman died and her husband and family were at odds. They felt like he killed her but they had no proof of it. Anyway, he had them dress her in a tiny sundress and asked for her breast implants because quote, I paid for them so they're mine. She said it was creepy and she felt so bad for the woman's family. What the frick? My grandfather always wore those dicky jumpsuits. When he passed all the grandkids wanted to bury him in his favorite one, light blue, but my grandmother quickly put a stop to that. This was my neighbor growing up. I think he even went to church in them. When my parents died, my sister and I had to choose the clothes. Mum's was a simple dress she wore to church. My dad always wore cowboy boots. We chose his blue suit but couldn't find his black boots. We sent the brown ones, but I was beyond bothered about it. Found the black ones before the first viewing and had them changed out. My father would never have worn brown boots with his navy blue suit. I used to work in a morgue when I was an undergrad to help pay for tuition. One of my tasks was to dress the dead and place them in a casket. When I arrived to work, I located Miss Jane Doe, a 95 year old lady, 
from our cooler and placed her on a silver table. I then proceeded to find her outfit that family has left us for Jean Doe to wear. As I take the clothes out of the bag I quickly realized it's not the usual apparel for a woman in her 90s. It was a glittery black dress that came down mid-thigh, exposing cleavage, with spaghetti straps and a pair of red high heels. They also provided a thin scarf to go around her shoulders. I thought to myself she is definitely dancing up in heaven now. Unfortunately, due to skin tear, we had to advise the family to use a less revealing attire. Kind of a different story, but my grandpa passed away and my aunt had recently lost a bet to him for $20. She wrote it as a check and put it in his pocket before they closed the casket. Funeral director here. I have two personal favorites. One, a man who was dressed in a wizard's cloak. When I met with his wife and his mom, they kept describing him as mystics and magical and I didn't quite understand why until the family gave me his clothes and explained that he was a wizard. Everyone that came to visiting was also wearing cloaks. Two, a woman who was dressed in a sequined ball gown floor-length mink coat and a mink headband. She also has sequined high heels on. Can't forget to mention she was 86 and had multiple self-portraits around the room of herself. We also had a horse-drawn hearse bring her to church in the cemetery. I wanna be this lady. Actually either of them. When my grandmother passed away, I put a skein of yard and her knitting needles with her. When her husband, my grandpa died. I put his favorite whiskey and a shot glass in his pocket. When my dad died, I put peach pits in his hands. He told me when I was little to make sure I did it so that he could grow into a peach tree and feed us. I never forgot. I kept my promise. He also called me peaches. You are so very thoughtful to take care of your loved ones like that. Peaches is so adorable. I've had some different outfits but in the funeral profession I could never class anything as ridiculous as everyone is individual and it's so special to me how different people define themselves. However here are some of the outfits that stuck with me as I found them so personal and touching. I've had one where the woman went in a full Christmas outfit in the middle of June. One where the man was wearing the dirtiest smelliest dog hair suit but were implicitly told to leave it, as it was him which was just so lovely. An 83 year old trans woman who never came out publicly but her best friend who was arranging the funeral brought her in her best dress, killer heels and wig even though no one at the funeral would have had a clue. I also gave her glam makeup and false eyelashes. If there is a heaven she strutted in there like an absolute queen. A Jedi. These little things are why I love my job so much. You are doing such an awesome job. My grandpa insisted we bury my grandma in a tracksuit because she loved the color and never got a chance to wear it. I'm sure she arrived in heaven, looked down at herself, looked around at everyone in their Sunday best, and said you have got to be crapping me. I am not a funeral home employee, but me and my moms had a good laugh. It was still really sad, when my great grandpa was buried in his clown suit because he requested that he'd be buried in it or hate everyone while watching from heaven. My cousin was wearing a Star Wars t-shirt, his basketball shorts and a pair of footy boots. He passed away of a rare cancer in his early 40s, only a few months after his mum. Seeing my uncle that day was one of the saddest things I ever saw. But after hearing what he was wearing underneath that coffin, all the sadness and tension in the room broke, and everyone erupted in laughter, and that's exactly what he would have wanted. I am not a funeral director, a friend of mine poised away in college due to a drug overdose. 
she was like super into tabletop gaming, Doctor Who, and anime. Her friends and family decided that the best way to honor her would be a cosplay funeral, so she was dressed in this steampunk Victorian dress that she had before she passed. Only about one stroke three of the people dressed in cosplay. I'll admit I took the lazy route by dressing up as David Tennant Doctor Who, the current doctor, because the costume was literally a blue suit which I already owned. It was really nice to see all the DMS lineup and put her character sheet into her coffin with her. I made sure to give her a complete set of dice, too. A cosplay funeral sounds fantastic. But honestly the DMs giving back her character sheets and you giving her a full set of dice brought a tear to my eye. I love DND. And that's just a beautiful gesture. My former manager's grandson passed away from cancer when he was 6. He was an avid fan of Batman. They buried him a child sized replica of Batman's costume. When my husband passed away I put a joint and a lighter in his pocket. Strangely he passed away on the 20th of April 2016. He loved the ganja. I guess this is something I can contribute to. When my oldest son died, I practically begged the funeral director to bury him with big boy underwear on. He was 6 and because of his condition, was never able to wear underwear, only diapers. I don't know why, but I just felt like when he got wherever he was going. He could finally be a big boy. We put him in some comfy pajamas, which is what he wore most of the time since he was immobile. My 4 year old and I went to build a bear and he made him a Batman bear with a cowboy get up and with the voice button said, I love you Connor, I really love you. He placed that in his little coffin. We also placed a couple letters L, one from his mother and I. I also wrote one from his 4 year old brother who I guess didn't fully understand other than he knew Connor wasn't coming back. Still breaks my goddamn heart. I still wonder to this day when we visit him if that bear's battery still works. It'll be 6 years this the 7th of October. Welp. Now I'm crying while I rock my 2 year old to sleep. It never gets any easier. Electronic engineer here. With 7 years past and unused I can virtually guarantee that bear has a few I love you Connors left in it. A 2032 coin cell has at least 10 years in a temperature stable environment before it fully self discharges. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. for now.